Welcome to True and Unpolished. Through this podcast, our intention is to uplift, amuse, and inspire you to create more of a life you'll love. Let's get authentic, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's True and Unpolished. And Mary and I are excited today to introduce some new elements a new format that we are playing with, particularly when we have guests, we want to do this new format. We want to work it into whatever the theme is that we're talking about. So that's what we're going to do. This is a good example of how um, creativity and inspiration strikes because we've been doing this Well, you've been doing it for well over a year, the podcast, and I have been doing it with you for a while, and we just had this inspiration. (laughs) That's right. This past week. Um, So I'm excited. Yeah. And you know what? That is the way that it is. Like if you, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Like you have to do it for a while. I I mean, it's true. You've got to do it. And show up for it, do it, do for a while. And then you start to get more inspirations, but you know, you have to be willing to be messy with it. You have to be willing to not sound, you know, your best. And I think that we should pat ourselves on the back because God knows we've done that. Yes, we have. And I, that really goes along with my true moment. Uh, that's right. Which you have yet to tell everybody about, but. Okay. I'll do it now. I'll do it. I promise. Okay. Okay. So what the elements that we want to include are asking a guest and today asking each other, um, to share a true moment that they've had recently, an unpolished moment that they've had recently, and then something that they are trying to create more of in their life. Do y'all love it? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, all ideas are good. Right. Right. There are no bad ideas. That's right. So, but we'll see how our execution goes. That's and, right. And this may need to evolve too, but that is just what's always happening. We're always evolving. That's exactly right. And thank you guys in advance for being our guinea pigs to see how this goes. Thank you. Thank you. I think that, Mayor, were you going to start us off with a true moment in your life, a true moment recently? Yes. And I think this is something that I've hinted around recently, um, but it's really, I think it's really gotten to the point where it's just overwhelming and I can't sort of hide from it, run from it. There's no amount it doesn't seem like there's any amount of meditating that I can do to (laughs) avoid this is how I feel and y'all know you know that I am a feeling person I mean that that's who a, a big part of who I am obviously we're all feeling people um but but that's a big part of my experience as a human so um so I just can't avoid my feelings and the the way that I've been feeling for quite a while is tired Mm. and I, I I don't know um it seems to have hit me really hard in the last couple of months before um 
before, like when the pandemic first started, I actually felt really good. I was inspired. I was leaving my job. I felt like I had this new opportunity in my life. And so while I knew that the pandemic was affecting other people and I felt compassion for those other people, that for me personally, it was an easy, easy time where I felt like I had permission to kind of slow down and um, kind of do things on my terms. And I wasn't forced to get up every day and be, you know, on call for whatever my employer was expecting from me. Yeah. So now um, my, what is true though, is that there's this feeling of, you know, I've, I've talked about the imposter syndrome and it's really flooding me right now, this feeling of being tired and also feeling like an imposter that, um, I can't be human almost. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and this is all self self, uh, you know, I've put this all on myself. So it's not because anybody's doing it to me. As a matter of fact, in in my whole life, this is the most I've probably ever had no external obligations. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. the least amount of external obligations that I've had, certainly in my adult life. And so, uh, you know, I've kind of been thinking about that and how how to move past it because my choices are to change what I'm doing or to just give up. Yeah. And I really feel sometimes like I just want to give up. Wait, are those the only two choices that you think you have? Well, I can accept where I am, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe pause. Yeah. I think I was listening to Michael Singer today. I don't, I think his message is, you know, every behavior that we engage in, everything that we do, we have a choice. Yeah. And I mean, that's true. Whether we feel like we do or not, we really do have a choice with every behavior. And so if I'm choosing to think I'm so tired or I can't handle this, or I don't want to do this anymore, then that that's on me. And yeah. so, um, so, th- so then what happens is us just sort of, uh, feeling, um, like beating myself up over how I'm feeling, then I make it worse. So I feel right. worse. Right. So that is the truth. That is my truth, um, for, for this week. Can I, and, oops, sorry. Yes. Can I say something about it? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I heard you say that that you, that this is self-imposed. Um, and I hear that, but I also think that, that uh, to some degree, it is not self-imposed. It is woven into our culture that what success is um, equals, you know, money equals busy. I mean, really equals busy. Right. Uh, and so I think, Yes, I hear you that no one is like saying that to you, but that voice was created by the culture in which we live. So 
Well, and I, yes, I'm glad that you're saying that because you're, because that is something that I've thought about and it, but it's still, it's still really hard to slow down. And this is, I mean, the, this is what my programs are about. It's not about creating more wealth right, or financial um, success. I mean, that, that can be a part of it, but my programs are really about creating more peace and love and joy. And, you know, I use art as a tool to help people do that, but really it's not about art. It's about life. It's about creating a life that you actually want to show up for. And, and so I have been thinking about that because I, I know that that's true. I know that if, um, if our culture supported downtime, supported slowing down. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I actually feel guilty when my ninth grader, you know, goes to school sometimes. And I don't, you know, yesterday she came home and she said, mom, I just had a really hard day. How was your day? And I said, well, it was okay because I gave myself a break today (laughs) and she goes I really didn't need to hear that I love why did you tell me that I love it yeah so you know I I really can see it with her as she is kind of reaching that age where the ego kind of becomes a container I mean her ego is really starting to develop and that is not that's not a a bad thing but you know as as it develops how do I help foster an ego that can set set things down and set aside time to play and relax and have ease yeah and you know what I would say though Mayor, is that you are actually quite good at that and you know, this is a moment where like you're having this moment because the people that you teach, the people that uh, benefit from uh, completing your courses, they need someone who has already gone through exactly what they're going, going through, you know, I mean, you, you stopped, you know, your work in the outside and started your own thing and you did it because you wanted to create more peace and joy in your life. And there are going to be hurdles. And so you are going to be able to speak from a depth of experience because you're going through this time. Like it's, it gives you more credibility, not less. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on good days, I know all of that is true. Of course. So of course. How do we, how do we get through the, the hard days? Yeah, you know? exactly. Feels like you're, you can't even get out of bed or, mm-hmm. you know, pick yourself up off the floor. Right. Uh, so absolutely. That, yeah. And that's a little bit dramatic, but sometimes it, it, when we get stuck in, these truths that aren't really helpful, then it's hard to pull ourselves up. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's why you, you know, it's important to have a support system like you and I have so that I can mirror back to you what you've forgotten, you know, temporarily forgotten. Um, And the same, you know, for me, and it leads to my unpolished moment, what I want to say next, because it actually applies to both 
your true moment and to my unpolished moment. Right. And we, I think we both figured out that maybe true and unpolished are the same. They are. But then I looked at the word true and I thought, you know what true is? True can be true to myself. Where was I true to myself in my life and maybe Mm. advocated for myself, stood up for myself, you know, that sort of thing. Um, So it can be the same, but I think there are ways to look at both that really set them apart. You know, my true moment. um, Is that your true or unpolished moment? Yeah, no, I'm not going to share my true moment, but my true moment was a one in which I was, um, I showed up for myself. Uh, Hmm. But today I'm going to share my unpolished moment. And before I say it, I want to say that I think this is, pertains to both your true moment and my unpolished moment. And that is that imposter syndrome, part of why it exists is because there is an unrealistic expectation that people like a therapist should be completely, you know, mentally well all the time because they are a therapist and that's what makes them a therapist. And that's just BS. And the same is it's true. not achievable. No, it's and the same is true for ministers. Uh, and, right. you know, that we're not people that we don't have these things going on. There's this old notion that we're somehow floating above reality. And, you know, we don't have any problems. We don't have any struggles. And it's just not true. And you could go down the list of occupations. And I promise you, it's there in every one of them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, a house cleaner has a nice house, you know, whatever it is, has a clean and sterile house. It's just, we all, it's just the way that the ego categorizes people. And so my unpolished moment uh, is a hard moment. And this is a disclaimer because Mary and I both talked before we began talking to you all and realized that either or both of us might cry during the time that we're sharing with you. So ahead of time, I am sorry if that happens. I hope that it won't. Um, My unpolished moment is uh, my youngest son just recently had surgery uh, and the surgery was at Children's Hospital and our local Children's Hospital is two hours away. And uh, this has been a long, difficult process getting to this surgery and I only found out two weeks before that he was, you know, insurance approved it and that we were going forward. And uh, so it's been a very um, difficult time. I've been very worried about him and what's going on. And so we had surgery uh, and I didn't get any sleep because I found out the morning before the surgery that we had to be at children's hospital at 7 a.m. when they had told me before we didn't have to be there till 11 a.m. They changed his surgery time. And because we are two hours away, I just didn't want, and I needed to give him, you know, a bath before, and he's got to be fasting. And I just didn't want to have him go through this car trip because he's not great with car trips anyway. So Uh my husband and I and my son went and spent the night and my mother-in-law stayed with my other son. And I was already nervous and hadn't had a lot of sleep. I had been having poor sleep really for a couple of weeks um, on and off because I, I couldn't turn my mind off with, you know, worries about him and worries about other things too, but, but him predominantly. 
And so uh, we were in a hotel room and I never sleep well when I'm not at my house. It's well, that is the truth. Yeah. I just don't sleep well. So I got very little sleep. I would say probably two to two and a, two and a half hours. Maybe it was just fitful, you know, open my eyes, close my eyes. Um, and then we had surgery. Uh, and then, you know, we came home and the very next day, by the time we got home, it was five o'clock in the afternoon. And, um, the next day I was to have an all day, um, training with work. And that night I got probably the same amount of sleep. So I'm going into this all day training with, you know, maybe five hours of sleep over the past 48 hours. And my son was at home. I was the only one there with him at the same time because this is a virtual retreat. And uh, he didn't feel well. And he's got all, so I've started to really worry about him and called and spoke to Children's Hospital and all of these things. And meanwhile, I'm supposed to be at this training. So I tell them that I'm going to be late. Um, and they tell me that's fine. And so I go through this all day training when I finally get to it, because uh, I wanted to make sure that I knew my son was okay before I checked out, um, which is another thing about this pandemic, working from home and kids and juggling all that. But so uh, I went through the training and I made it and I was exhausted. It was five o'clock. I was exhausted, exhausted. And um, it was over and the person giving the training asked if uh, we would all stay an additional 10 minutes. And during that 10 minutes, something took place that was very hurtful to me. And it, I mean, hurtful is the way to say it, but it's too light of a way to say it. Um, I was very hurt and hurt plus no sleep plus exhaustion from being through all this, I had a very unpolished moment. And that unpolished moment um, included uh, my reacting instead of responding to the situation. I did not take a pause. I did not, you know, stop to really respond from my highest self, my higher self. And I resigned very abruptly. And that let it sounds like Mary has something to ask. Mary, well, I was just I was just gonna kind of I, I I've heard you say that a lot about reacting versus responding, right? And I just think that's a really one human sort of thing, especially when you haven't had sleep. But all, but also, it's something that we know in hindsight. Yeah, You know, in the moment, what happens is that we react thinking this is, you know, this is the most effective way to handle it. And the reason for that is because our anger fuels our protection. Yes, yes. I definitely. Survival. Was, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so and so what happens is we our anger gets triggered, triggered and we react to that. I think it's really important to just kind of pause and, and, and know that that is part of our survival. It's how we survived for, you know, centuries. Yeah. And now we have the tools, a lot more tools than we did before right. as a species, species 
And, and so now we can kind of slow our brains down and respond instead of reacting. And so I think just kind of um, pointing that out is important. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for pointing it out because it's really, really. And, you know, I am, you know, I would have said that I'm pretty good at responding and not reacting. And historically, that is true. Um, and that's why things like meditation and, you know, our spiritual work, it actually creates a spaciousness in us that, you know, just arises, you know, uh-huh. in certain situations. But when you factor in the lack of sleep and the worry, the very human worry over my son, um, you know, that I, it, I wasn't available to me. And I'm glad that you yeah. said it that way because it, re- it truly wasn't available to me. I was angry. I was upset. Uh, and I responded or I reacted. I did not respond. I reacted. What I was going to say about, I didn't finish that about the hindsight is usually in the moment we think, oh, this is me responding. Yes. Right. Um, Right. And that's our ego's way of kind of tricking us. Yeah. But it's in hindsight when we can kind of sit back and say, oopsie, I reacted um, in that situation when we feel bad about it, we feel like it didn't go the way that we wanted it to, or, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. So, so it know that, and it kind of sucks too, because it's hindsight that we find the yeah. answer to that, you know, was I reacting or responding? Was I acting out of ego? Because I think there's a correlation between reacting out of ego and responding out of soul. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I totally agree. And I would just say too, that, you know, I know that all of this is on purpose. It took me, I would say, you know, five hours to get back to who I am and recognize Lydia, you reacted and you didn't respond. Um, and by that time, the, the, the handful of people uh, that were around for this reaction and that, you know, kind of were a part of what I saw to be the hurtful thing. Um, they had kind of closed themselves to me. Like they didn't extend grace. And I, that's one of the lessons that I've learned in this too. Um, mm-hmm. aside from Lydia, you reacted, I've got all kinds of things that I, cause I think it's really important to say, what is my part? Like, if I don't want to create this again, how do I own it? Uh, and that's what I've done. And one of the lessons too, is I looked in my life for the moments and situations in which I didn't extend grace to somebody who reacted. Right. And, um, and they're there, you know, they're yes. there. Uh, I, I mean, Yes, I have yeah. playing <laughs> myself. Amen, girl. I mean, we all do. We're human. That's right. That's right. So that is my unpolished moment. And um, Mary, thank you for your insights on that because that is helpful too. Uh, and then now what we want to do is talk about what we want to create more of in our life. So Mary, what do you want to create more of? In simple terms, what I focus on a lot is just health and nutrition. So eating whole foods and, you know, eliminating inflammatory foods from my diet. And I kind of cycle with this, just like I do with my emotions, really. But and there's I'm sure I know 
thousand percent correlation between what I'm eating, what I'm putting in my body and how I feel emotionally and otherwise physically. Yes. Yes. So, and I have, um, I have, I'm insulin, insulin dependent type one diabetic. So it, you know, anything that I put into my body and, and I also think having done a, 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 a lot of internal work, you know, healing work, I, I really think I'm more sensitive than I, than I ever was before when I was younger. Yeah. 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 So, so my, um, what I'm interested in creating more this week, more of this week is more health and nutrition. So, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables being the primary thing, fresh vegetables in, um, in particular. That's awesome. And it's, so my, so this week though, it's the exact opposite, but what I want to create more of is um, you know, kind of a cousin to that. And that is, I want to create more physical activity, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, exercise and body movement into my experience. And then this week, it's actually the exact opposite (laughs) because this is the first time that I've allowed myself, um, as I said, you know, I've resigned and there's just been all of this, uh, grief really. Uh, and, I am not a person that doesn't put on, you know, makeup. I put my face on all the time uh, <laughs> and I haven't been doing that. I've been allowing myself to be unpolished, unpolished, <laughs> yeah. messy. I love that. Cause I, because that is something that, you know, I've always given you a hard time about. I know. I know. And then, but you should have seen her face y'all when I, logged on to this and she saw what I looked like she's like oh I didn't I no, absolutely no way did I was I she didn't she didn't she did so I I want to create more physical activity and movement but I'm also weighed down by grief uh right now mm. and so I'm trying to create more allowing and non-judgment of myself and of yeah the situation because I'm still you know hurt I'm trying to forgive I'm trying to create well you know that you can actually pair those two together because whenever so exercise is such a good tool I mean it's like medicine food is medicine too but but exercise in particular and you know when I work with clients and people hate to exercise I think the mentality is about, about weight loss, um, but shifting the mentality to mental health and knowing what actually each, um, what exercise does to each emotion, Yeah, particularly anger and anxiety are both energy emotions. And yeah. so if you exercise with the intention of burning energy, then you are going to decrease your anxiety and anger. Oh, so that's that awesome. Mindfully not ruminating, not thinking about the thing that you're anxious or angry about, mm-hmm. then it will burn energy. It works the same way for grief. So yeah. with, with sadness, what you have to do is at opposite to the emotion, which grief 
is intended to slow us down and stop. So, you know, if you had an injured ankle, like a broken ankle or something, you wouldn't run on your ankle. I mean, you wouldn't run on that injury. And so when grief hits us in the way that it's hit you, you've got to, you've got to give yourself a little grace, but then what happens like after you have surgery or something, what do they tell you? The first thing is get up and walk. Yeah. Like if they come to get you to walk, then that's absolutely what you want to do because your body starts to um, tense up and mm-hmm. it becomes more painful if you wait past that point. Um. And so acting opposite and doing, doing the exercise anyway could be the key to help you. Um, I love that. I love that. And that's the thing. I think it's being mindful of when it's time to get up. And I think I'm kind of almost there, (laughs) Yeah. you know, recognizing that indulging in the grief, maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but indulging in the grief by not moving starts to hurt me. So it's, you know, giving myself grace to not move and then recognizing when now it's time to act opposite. And I think that's another time where it's important to have supportive people around us who can see it when we can't. So I'm grateful again for that tidbit. So what do you think about the new format, Mayor? What do you think about the elements we're going to introduce with guests? Uh, What I think is, I would love to hear feedback from all of you. Like, I think that we have something here that goes along with what we're trying to share with our listeners. And I also think it would be really helpful to hear back from our listeners about what you want more of and what doesn't work for you. Yeah, that's right. So tell us, message us. You don't even have to post it where everybody can see it. You can message us. Uh, So do that, everybody. We need your help. Well, uh, it's been another exciting episode of True and Unpolished, the podcast. Let's see what happens next. (laughs) 